This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you would like more information about what you hear on today's show, give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Like many other industries, technology is rapidly reshaping healthcare hospital at-home programs are growing in popularity because they provide some people with the chance to receive certain types of care at home in an environment where they may feel safer and more comfortable. Hospital at-home programs may also help medical facilities relieve overcrowding issues, thus freeing up beds and rooms for people more in need of immediate care. Imagine you're not feeling well. You're not sure what's causing it. Finally, your spouse drives you to the emergency room where you soon discover is chaotically full of people needing various levels of care. Finally, after seeing a doctor, you're informed that your condition is manageable and you qualify to receive treatment and aftercare right in the comfort of your very home. Sounds too good to be true. Well, thanks to the increasing use of hospital at home programs, it's quickly becoming reality. During today's episode, we're going to look into hospital at home programs and what benefits they may provide retirees and older Americans. A recent AARP article, Is Hospital at Home the Future of Healthcare, has some information and theories that I found interesting. And I think all listening right now will as well. The article first addresses some of the potential benefits. To begin, hospital at home is a specific designation for patients who require hospital level services, but who are also viewed as stable enough to receive that care in their home. In some cases, these patients went to the emergency room on their own or after some time in the hospital are eligible to return home and continue receiving their care. Care can last for days or weeks or even longer, depending on the necessary treatment. A medical team generally consisting of doctors, nurses, and EMTs make regular home and virtual visits. The article notes that because hospital at home programs are still fairly uncommon, the potential benefits of the movement are still mostly unknown. So, to answer your question, as of now, it seems to be more about patient comfort and with good reason. Health advocates, according to the article, have long sounded the alarm bell that hospitals aren't always the safest place for older patients who may sometimes become confused or upset by unfamiliar surroundings. Other advocates 
point to the frequency of hospital-acquired infections and less restful sleep for hospital patients who are otherwise in stable condition. Again, the article makes clear that research into the health benefits and overall cost of hospital-at-home programs is murky at best. Given the newness of the concept, it adds that ultimately widespread adoption of hospital-at-home programs will mainly be dependent on how the U.S. healthcare system continues to evolve. I'm sure many of you listening today would prefer to do some of their medical treatment right on their own living room couch, but let's be clear that no matter how widely adopted hospital at home care programs become, there's always the limitation. ICU care and surgery, for example, are two services that will almost certainly never be possible at home. So when it comes to hospital at home programs becoming more common, the article explains that one potentially significant hurdle is the ongoing labor shortage throughout the healthcare industry. At a time when healthcare systems throughout the country are wrestling with health equity gaps, hospital at home programs outside of urban and suburban areas may prove to be yet another challenge. And those challenges stems from more than just staffing issues. Many rural areas still like the reliable broadband services to provide healthcare workers and hospital patients at home alike a Wi-Fi that they need. The article also suggests hospital at home programs begin popping up because of COVID-19 shutdowns and when so many people were utilizing telehealth appointments with their doctors. Many people who before the pandemic wouldn't have considered using telehealth were forced to do so because of shutdowns and many of them discovered they kind of liked it. Less driving, less waiting, less stress. Geriatrician Bruce Left, a professor at John Hopkins University School of Medicine, predicts that in the future, hospitals will only provide emergency rooms, intensive care units, and operating rooms. Interestingly, Left's earliest research suggesting hospital at home style programs are feasible and safe was published in 1999 and 2005, well before the pandemic. Next, according to the article, changes in Medicare-aided growth are another factor driving the hospital-at-home movement. Specifically, Medicare reimbursement for hospital-at-home expenses is now at the same rate as inpatient care was during the COVID-19 public health emergency. Initially, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, created a waiver that allowed hospitals to provide acute inpatient care at a patient's home. Though the health emergency officially ended May 11th of this year, that temporary waiver for the acute hospital care at home program has been extended through the end of 2024. The article further explains that the most current CMS-approved waiver list for hospital-at-home programs include 123 systems and 277 hospitals in 37 states. 
but the gap between approval and the launch of a program can take several months. So already approved programs may not yet be active. We should also note that some providers have been offering hospital at home care via other payees for many years before the waiver and fee for service Medicare and non-managed care Medicare patients weren't originally included because of the lack of a system for reimbursement. Launching a hospital at home program is indeed financially daunting, but that certainly doesn't mean it's not worth it. The article uses Provident St. Peter Hospital in Olympia, Washington as an example. The hospital launched its own hospital at home program at the end of 2021, six months after it received the approval to do so. Obstetrician Eve Cunningham, the hospital's chief of virtual care and digital health, noted the process was extremely complex and required new technology and additional staff because hospital workers who treat on-site patients are different than those who work with hospital at home patients. According to Cunningham, hospital at home programs are difficult to grow and scale, and most of them remain relatively small even after a handful of years. Cunningham also noted that staffing shortages became so acute that her hospital had to pause several of its programs, including Hospital at Home, which wasn't reactivated until March of this year. As of 2022, Provident had 121 Hospital at Home patients, and less than 5% of them had to move to inpatient care for higher levels of services. Interestingly, according to Providence 2022 Patient Satisfaction Surveys, 64% of in-hospital patients reported they were pleased with the care. And hospital at home patients, they reported a satisfaction level of 100%. As I'm sure is no surprise, implementing hospital at home programs requires a significant investment. The article uses Christana Care's hospital at home program as an example. It partnered with consultant Medically Home to design its program and determine technology needs for its CMS-approved Wilmington, Delaware, and Newark, New Jersey locations. Internist Sarah Skink, the medical director of virtualist medicine at Christana Cares Center for Virtual Health, explained that the hospital at home patient count has had 458 patients since it kicked off in December of 2021. The hospital's hospital at home team consists of about 30 people. According to Skank, the program has been a significant investment because of large upfront technology expenses and hiring and training staff. But she also explains savings are possible if a program can be scaled. As hospital at home care will become more and more of a topic and an option, stay tuned and plan well and retire at peace. If you enjoyed today's show, visit us at retireatpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And finally, 
If you want more information about what we discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week, this is Gerald G. Jenright. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Gerald G. Jinwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit him online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. Gerald Jinwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed on the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.